And I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. And that's all there is to it. Just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with a suitcase. Woo! We're back. It's Tuesday afternoon. It's Just Money Podcast. Whole gang's here. GP Shafe and myself. Um, how did we go last week, fellas? Uh, less than spectacular. Ah, I mean, <laughs> two and four. Only reason I was two and four, not two and three, is because I tried to hedge that parlay with North Carolina completely blowing that up and ended up losing that one, too. So two and four. Really thought I had a shot to go three and one on the weekend, but I mean, it kind of ended up the wrong way, but we reset, we regroup, we get back after it. Uh, I had a good weekend. Not a great weekend, but a good weekend because fuck the NFL, fuck Sean McVay. The guy's supposed to be an offensive guru coach. He can't score a damn touchdown against the 49ers who gave up a bunch of touchdowns last week against the damn Dolphins. But, no, I'm going to be I'm gonna be positive. Uh, Woo Pig covering machines. They are 4-0 against the spread. I am on their bandwagon. The only depressing part is they don't play this week. I got Arkansas winning. I had Louisville covering. And uh, me and JP had old NC State covering as well. So, all in all, not a terrible weekend. Ask me. Ask me. I had a great <laughs> fucking weekend. Five and one. We bounced back. I know last episode I said that I couldn't win a fucking bet. Well, I lied to all of you. You should have tailed me. I can't lose now. I lost on Thursday. Never lost after it. Haven't lost since. Um, so, we're going to have a great episode today. I would actually back our picks now. I know the first episode is probably a little sketchy, but here we are. We're diving right in. College football. We're going to start Wait, out with what, our... What was our overall for the weekend then? Five and one, three and two, two and four? That's a winning record. That's easily a winning record. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'll say thanks, JP. You're welcome. Uh, we're diving right in. We're going to start off with Arkansas State at Appalachian State. This is Thursday night. Um, spread is 12 in favor of the Mountaineers. The over-under is set at 66 and a half. Uh, Arkansas State is plus 320 on the money line, and App State is minus 425. What are we thinking? What are we going to do? Uh, well, this line opened at, what, 10.5 yesterday and has just gotten bigger, and the Mountaineers haven't played in, what, a month, I think. They had a couple postponements in their actual bye week, so they're coming into a game they haven't played in a while. Arkansas State played last week. Obviously, that was the game that we wish we would have back. We picked Georgia State. Somehow, someway, Arkansas wins that game, but... That's because Georgia, Georgia State could not cover an 8th grade average wide receiver. And I, I back that up a million percent. No, but in this game, I mean, this is kind of a difference between styles. Arkansas, Arkansas State can't play defense. They like to air it out and make the big play. On the other side, App State's known to be more of a pro set. They're, they'll spread you out, but they like to control the ball, control the clock kind of thing. So um, the line's pretty high for two completely different styles. So I think... Vegas knows that it's either going to be really close or it's going to be a complete blowout on one side. They can't see it um, going to Arkansas State's way really much at all. So I don't have a big pick here. I mean, if I had to go somewhere to be App State, I just don't. I can't see myself taking that big of a number right now, and they haven't played a month. Yeah, this this line is on crack because, like JP said, it started out at 10.5. I texted the guys today. I swear to God they were calling me a liar. It was at 13 this afternoon. Now it's back 12. If this wasn't a Thursday night game, there's no way in hell I'm touching it. But come on. 
It's the Sun Belt on a <laughs> Thursday night. On. <laughs> it's the Sun Belt on a Thursday night. You're dumb not to pick somebody. So, I don't know. I, I liked App State in the beginning. Uh, 12 is kind of a scary number, but I think I'm still going to go with them. Like JP said, they are a pro style. They like to control the ball more. Uh, like we saw last week from Arkansas State, uh, they dominated the passing game, but they couldn't defend Georgia State's running game worth a shit. I don't know if that was more Arkansas State dominating the passing game or Georgia State just yeah. fucking being terrible in well, pass coverage. Be that as it may, Georgia State's not that good. That's a good sign because their pro set for Appalachian State, they should be able to run the ball all over Arkansas State. Stat, They're, stat, 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 stat. Arkansas State, 4-1 and one against the spread. <laughs> Appalachian State, 0-3 ATS this year. But they do run the ball for 270 yards a game. You were just I, talking about rush defense. Yeah. I think we're talking ourselves into Arkansas State here. The more we say 0-3 versus 4-1, and one, I don't know. I like the Red Wolves. I like I, the I Red Wolves. I think 12's too many. Also, but keeping in mind, Arkansas or Appalachian State did have a little over a week to keep this scout. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they saw Arkansas State um, wide and clear on Thursday night. They've definitely been running their scout, or scout defense, scout offense for at least a week and a half. So they're probably coming into uh, prepared, fresh, uh, ready to go. But yeah, like I said, if it's a Thursday, if it wasn't a Thursday game, there's no way in hell I'm betting yeah. this game. I so mean, what's the play here? We're not I, talking money line. No. no, I if I was gonna play. I'd go App State because I just think yep. the way they run the ball, the way Arkansas State can't play defense, and the way App State does play defense. They only get they, in their three games. App State's given up 300 yards on average total offense. They and I think when uh, Arkansas State throw for last week, at least almost 400. Yeah, Shout out Green, by the way. But I mean, anyway, yeah. like I just don't see how they can score that many points again and play defense against this App State team that likes to control the clock. Yeah, I'm just not going to talk myself out of it. Uh, 12, I, 12 is reasonable. It's a little scary, but reasonable. I'm, I'm still picking App State. I'm going to give it more thought because Arkansas State being 4-1 and one against the spread, 12 is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm leaning towards the Red Wolves. Right? That's a sounds like a lean everywhere, but not an official play. Not no, an official not play. That's an not, official that probably will not, not be seen on my card. Yeah, probably not. All right, let's dive into Friday. Big Ten football is back. Thanks to my Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, <laughs> Illinois at Wisconsin Friday night. Money line and over unders are off the board. Um, spread is twenty in favor of the Badgers. Yeah, I think twenty is too many. Personally, I'll let you guys have the floor, and then I'll give my thoughts on why. Uh twenty. I mean, twenty is a lot. What was that spread last year when Illinois beat them at home? I mean, it was twenty-eight. Yeah. It was a lot. But again, this Wisconsin team—they're talking about how good they're going to be. Everybody's on that wagon to, for them to win the West and play Ohio State in Indianapolis at the end of the year. But Illinois has improved. I mean, that's not saying much yeah, for well, what that program seven is. Seven wins last year. They're yeah, competitive they're in the game team. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just not – I can't lay points with Illinois, especially at Camp Randall, yep. week one. How many How many fans they, do anybody know? How many fans they have in? No, I haven't even Are they jumping around? That. Are they going to be jumping around? They'll jump around in some capacity. <laughs> the I'm gonna assume the band is the thing that is uh, <laughs> jumping around. <laughs> but I mean that game. That game is just a complete stay away for me. I, I'm happy the Big Ten's back. You bet I'll be watching it. But I just can't lay twenty either way on that. Over under set at fifty one and a half is yep. what I'm seeing. Yes. Uh, they're thinking low score for a twenty point spread. Yeah, fifty one is. Low. 
<laughs> well, we're, there's another game we're going to get to that's kind of like that as well that I like. That's just banking on a Wisconsin offense to score 30 points and then shut it out. Yeah, shut them out pretty much. Yeah, I mean, my Big Ten input right now is very minimal. Uh, I, I don't really want to dive into this game at all. I'm not going to touch it. But like uh, everybody's been saying, this is a really, really good Wisconsin team. So if they're going to want to come out and be a national championship contender, uh, they're going to have to come out right away at home against a very mediocre Illinois team and kick their ass. So I'm going to wait on the Big Ten, that's for sure. Yep. I mean, I'm just going to wait a week or two to see what happens and see how teams play and kind of adjust to the late start. I like Illinois. I don't. I think 20 is too many, with the over-under being set at around 50, for them to think that Illinois is not going to score, which is what they did a lot of last year. Um, maybe they're thinking it's a statement game, trying to get one back from what happened last year. That's a lot of points. I don't know. I, don't, I, I have no idea. I'm not going to say that it's for sure right now that's what I'm going to do, but Illinois is not a bad team. They're competitive in the conference. They're getting better every year. Um, maybe they know something we don't, which is always what happens with Vegas. So we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, we'll open up the floor now, let JP give his pick of the week or something he's excited about, and then we'll turn it over to Shafe, and then I'll give mine. Well, shucks, pick of the week. I don't have a complete lock right now. Obviously, it's early in the week, but we I have games we like. Um, we are going to look at UAB-ULL, because that game looks to be a dandy. It's mm-hmm. I think it's a pick You're talking Friday now. night games. Yeah. That's the Friday night pick That's game. a pick right now. That line opened at like 2.5 UAB, and now it's basically pick them. So... Right now, that game, I'm looking, and I like UAB, but I can be swayed the other way as well. I mean, that game is going to be a straight money line play just with the yep. pick em purpose. Um, Over under set at 50 Yeah, on that, by the way. To, I just, yeah, you go ahead, Chief. I would just say you talk about that game Friday. Uh, my little input is I like this as a bounce-back game for Louisiana. I think that they're a good team. Uh, they, they just haven't put their offense together and finished drives and scored a lot of points yet. But UAB's only beaten Central Arkansas, South Alabama, Texas San Antonio, and Western Kentucky. So who's not, who's Lafayette beat? Lafayette beat Iowa State. They beat Georgia a, they State beat a very Southern. very good Iowa State team. Just, just, just put that out there. Just put that. They, out there. They've beat Iowa State on the road pretty handily. They beat Georgia State in a close game, and then they took a very close game against Georgia Southern. So it's going to be close, but I like to bounce back. For my like of the week, actually, I'm going to go ahead and say it, my lock of the week, Ooh, mainly wow. because I already put it in. It's the only game I've put in yet uh, because I had some breaking news from JP himself. Kansas State minus 19 and a half. Now, that seems like a lot, especially for a slow offensive team like Kansas State is. But with Puka Williams out, I do not know if Kansas will score a single point. Kansas is barely 1-3 against the spread. They covered last week against West Virginia uh, on a BS, thanks Kansas, last-minute touchdown to cut it to 21. Uh, and Kansas State is a covering machine since their Arkansas State game. They were underdogs against Oklahoma. They covered. They beat uh, Texas Tech. They covered. And uh, they – who's the other team? Oh, the TCU on the road without Skylar Thompson. While he's up in the air still, I don't think it's going to matter. Like they, They've been proven to win on the road without him. Uh, their defense is really steady. Last year, it was the most sold-out game at Kansas in Lawrence. It's been in years, and they whooped their ass by 28. I love this game. Kansas has not kept a Big 12 team below 20. Um, yeah, give me, give me K-State minus 19.5. Yeah, I'm also in on this game. Already locked there in 19.5. Kansas is awful. I didn't have an opinion on this game. hadn't really looked at it. I 
love the cats in this game. The Wildcats. Because <laughs> Kansas is awful. Les Miles, he's done nothing there. He did nothing there. Um, still a bad team. Well, I do like Kansas at 20 now. Um, what we could do, though, since we lost last week and everybody was on the same thing, is tell Parks to take KU so the boys win on the other side and he just eats one for the boys on, yeah, yeah, I mean, on the weekend. Boy. I'm not trying to eat anything. Yeah. I don't got the money to eat shit. Uh, but I do have a lot more money than these two after last weekend. We'll just <laughs> note that right now. I brought some back last night. little NFL parlay. I Cowboys fucking hate horrible. the NFL. I hate the NFL. Cowboys so are horrible. All right. Saturday morning, kicking off with another Big Ten game. Rutgers and Michigan State. Michigan State sucks. They both suck. Rutgers yeah, sucks. I was going to say. So say. Okay, over-under is Rutgers getting a win this year. Rutgers is plus 450 on the money line here. They might get a win this week. I'm going to be honest Yeah, with you. Michigan State is awful. They're it's both bad. 13 I, and a half is the spread in favor of the Spartans. Is Rocky Lombardi still my West Des Moines boy? Is he still quarterback? Uh, he's a part of he it. Is. He's not kind of... I don't they don't, they don't know. I don't think he's a starter. They kind of got guys back and forth. They played him a little bit last year, and then he didn't play. It was a whole thing. But, I mean, I just... Those teams are two of the worst teams in the Big Ten. That line's at, what, 13 right now? 13 and a half. 13 and a half. You got to beat Rutgers by two touchdowns. You want to call yourself a Big Ten football program. I mean, but I'm not going to pick it, but you got to beat Rutgers if you want to call yourself part of the Big Ten. If we're going to talk about Big Ten football, I... I have every game in the Big Ten to stay away this week, but one, I can't even, I don't even know how I can call myself an Iowa State fan. Don't say it yet. Okay. I think I know what it is. Don't okay. say it yet. We'll dive into that game. Okay. I want to talk about something really quick. Syracuse at Clemson opens up at 44 points in Fuck. favor of the Tigers. Who, just, yeah, who I was fucking week, wrong. Who, I got who, it. Who last All week right. said it was going to be 44. I'm just saying. Yeah, but <laughs> nobody knew they were going to score 73 last week. <laughs> I had Clemson this weekend. Uh... 27 and a half to beat Georgia Tech, and I think it was 73 to 7. This I think team, it was 53 7 at halftime, I think. It was it something dumb. Yeah. Something dumb. This is that's just three points away from being the largest spread ever in a college football game. It's just That's just painful. You 45 now it sits at. You imagine we're rolling into that's a meeting so on Monday points. knowing you got to play Clemson and you're 40 some point underdogs. Yeah. 45 points Give is me a shit ton. That is. Hey, if they'd win, that'd be a record. That'd be a record we learned from last night. Yeah, that they'll be, be lucky to put up twenty points <laughs> if even. Trevor Lawrence, he they won seventy three to seven, and he was talking about how he wasn't satisfied. He's like, "Oh, we had this fumble, dude. You scored seventy three fucking points that, as an offense." I was listening to a pod. They said that while they won fifty three seven at halftime, they still turned the ball over twice in the first half, and they still put up You're 53 in line for a sixty seven to seven lead at halftime. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, at that point, that's just nuts. Team, again, that conference is so bad. That team is so good. You never get a read on Clemson until they play somebody out of the conference. I still think when that game comes around that they're playing Notre Dame, they're going to beat Notre Dame by 20. There's Notre Dame looks bad. Yep. Notre Dame looks bad. I can't lay points with them. I'm not. If who's got Notre Dame this week? Pitt. Is that yeah, what we saw? That's that's another Kenny freaking Pickett and the boys. <laughs> they didn't even need Kenny Pickett last week. Yep. I kept thinking about it. Kenny Pickett didn't play rest week. They got the Irish this weekend. I like the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you watch Notre Dame, I mean, we said last week, watch Notre Dame's offense. They they have no rush. They have no get up. I don't know what they're doing. They have supposedly Ian Book's supposed to be a talented quarterback in the country. 
They did not look impressive last week. Pitt hasn't allowed more than Fuck 30. Fuck Notre Dame. They <laughs> never cover for me. Pitt hasn't allowed more than 30 points all year to anybody. Notre Dame is 1-3 against the spread. And like like uh, JP said, they covered last week against Miami, who's a decent team. Might even be better than Notre Dame without their starting quarterback. So if they can get him back with, uh, this week, look for Pitt easily uh, covering against Notre ten Dame. Ten and a half right yep, now. Yep, ten and a half. If that goes up, put it in. All right. Let's get into Georgia Southern at Coastal Carolina. I know JP has a pick that he really likes here, so I'll let him speak first. Coastal Carolina is my play here. This will probably be on my board. This game is going up right now, open at 4.5. I think it's up to 6.5 right now. 6.5, over-under is at 51.5. Money line is minus 235 in favor of the Chanticleers, Mm -hmm. and plus 190 on the other side for Georgia Southern. Here's my reasoning for this. They have played similar teams in um, Campbell. So... And ULL. Georgia Southern lost ULL. Beat Campbell by about two points. Campbell's bad. Coastal beat ULL and beat Campbell handily. I mean, there's just relaying teams there, looking at who they played. I like Coastal. I like Coastal's offense. Grayson McCall yeah, has been I love that bonkers kid. this year. That nine touchdowns, one interception, almost 1,000 yards. He's going to go over 1,000 this game. He's going to get at least 350 yards through the air. But they also get 440 yards per game is what they run. They get on offense. Yeah, I, I don't see how Georgia Southern in that triple style or that triple option is going to put up points to beat that team. They have to get so many stops and control the clock so well to win that game. They give up 287 yards in the air a game. Georgia Southern can't defend the pass. Coastal throws the ball really well. And they got a guy named C.J. Maribel, who is one of the best running backs I've seen this year. Yeah, I, I I didn't have this in my notes at all going into this. But, I mean, listening to everything J.P. has to say and just kind of looking at the numbers that are up right here in front of me, I really like this pick now. I like God, Grayson McCall. I really love him. He's a great, uh, great game manager. Georgia Southern, don't know much about him. But, I mean, from everything we're hearing, they're – not very good, and yeah, I if I had to pick, thanks to JP's knowledge, I, I'm going to take Coastal, too. I like Coastal, too. I think they're a good team. I think mm-hmm. six and a half is and they're rolling. embarrassing. They're, yeah, they're rolling. Yeah. rolling. And, yeah. I, and you, a team with momentum in a college football season like this just feels so powerful. Absolutely. Whether you're at home, on the road, doesn't matter. But Coastal, I think, is the play here. I think you get this in earlier in the week, so you don't have to deal with a number that may get up to seven, seven yeah. and a half, some pesky number like that. Um Another thing with that, but you got to kind of watch the over-under as well. Because I like the over in this. 51. 51 is interesting because we were talking about the triple option. They control the ball, but Coastal tries to score quick. They have a They're lot of playmakers. A, a lot of play. Maribel, McCall, all playmakers. they got a great tight end and a receiver that have made a ton of plays for them. The over may be the play because I think if Coastal can get Georgia Southern off the field, there's an opportunity for them to score 40 points. Yes. And even if they do, I'm, mm-hmm. I still think Georgia Southern pushes yeah. some a couple of big run plays. Yeah. I mean, there, we're talking no about way. Coastal Carolina at the end of yeah. the day. It's not yeah. a top five defense no. in the country. They're going to let up some points. You're asking Georgia yeah. Southern to put up 11 yeah. points? To they Coastal's give up about 350. 350 yards a game is what Coastal's been giving up this year. And that, on the ground, I think you got to look at how much Georgia Southern runs the ball, almost 300 yards on the ground per game. So I, I that's like a lot of, and I like the over a lot. I like the over a lot. 
Parks likes to bet the over, if you haven't noticed. I like the first two weeks. I say, even with Big Ten and Mountain West football back, we still love the Sun Belt. I did get that over last week. <laughs> Army and UTSA was 42. It ended at 44. And that's a big two points right there. That's what we like. Parks will find a Big 12 game where four quarterbacks are out and two receivers, yeah. and the over's at 40 and still bet the over. And it, and hits. it hits. It hits. Teams love scoring. That's what I'm saying. All right. I'm going to go to a game that I really like this week. Uh, I think Marshall's for real. I think they're yes. good. I think they're uh, favored by 16 this week against FAU. I think FAU's terrible. The over-under at this game is set at 51 as well. Uh, I think Marshall wins handily by 24 to 30. So I, I love Marshall. Marshall is the real deal. and I. They were a good team last year, don't get me wrong, but this year they look like a different breed. I mean, they are beating teams handily and they're taking care of business they, would they put up 60 in their season opener eastern mm-hmm. kentucky whatever but you still put up 60 points and not give up any yeah um that team is talented that team is good i think laying points of them in any situation right now is never a bad idea yeah right. uh the money line in that game is 800 in favor of marshall <laughs> so vegas knows how this that's is a, that's end an up. easy parlay add-on right yeah there. Mm-hmm. minus 800 in favor of the fighting herd um, I love Marshall. Thundering. Thundering. Yeah, the disrespect. The disrespect. Thundering I'm a hockey her. guy. I'm a hockey the guy. I mixed it up her. with North Dakota. I'm still going to bet on them. They're still going to win for me, and we'll call it even. So let's look Let's look right quick here. I got some stats on Marshall. Tenth in offense. They throw for 250 yards a game, run for 250 yards a game. Sixth in defense, they give up less than 250 yards per game total offense. That is... Very good. That sounds like a Wisconsin or yeah. a Michigan defense that sees power eye every weekend. But I mean, they obviously they've played they played App State, which we talked about earlier. They played Western Kentucky, who's known for high flying. Louisiana Tech has put up points with the best of them this year, and that's an interesting stat to me. Is they play a lot of defense. Yeah, they they. I mean, watching Marshall play Louisiana Tech last week, and then watching uh, Louisiana Tech play BYU. Uh, a few weeks ago, I mean, Marshall's offense looked just as productive as BYU. I mean, they looked like they could throw the ball in the air. And, yeah, I mean, I, I like your guys' pick. Diving in to more Big Ten, let's talk about the Purdue Boilermakers and the Iowa Hawkeyes. The spread is three in favor of Iowa. Over-under is 54 and a half, And the money line is 160 in favor of Iowa, obviously. And Purdue is plus 135. The under at 54.5, I fucking love it. And it's supposed to snow. There's a chance of precipitation in West Laugh yeah. this weekend. So, And these teams always play each other close, yeah. no matter the year. And Purdue's getting pretty good. This game's pretty much a toss-up. I, I still think Iowa edges it out, but I don't think 54.5 points get put on the board. I think this game ends 21-10 or 21-13. Just like every other Iowa and Purdue game. I'll let JP give his thoughts as an Iowa fan, but we'll go. Listen, as an Iowa fan right now, you have got an interesting situation in Iowa City. So you have, um, and you're breaking in a new quarterback in Petras, but you have Goodson, you have Sargent, you have all these guys in the backfield who are seasoned, who have played well. Goodson had a hell of a freshman year last year, was absolutely bonkers. And then you have ISM, Brandon Smith, Nico Regani, all these guys on the edge who are the best receiving core that France has had in 20 years. So you have potential to be a big play offense, but you got to break in a new quarterback. Um, defensively, same thing. you got to break in a lot of different people. So it's interesting to see this line um, drop. I think it started at 9.5. Rondell Moore, 
you guys remember Rondell Moore? He didn't play last year. He got hurt pretty early in the year. The year before, he's the one that torched Ohio State for about a billion yards. One of the best wide receivers in college football. I think he's the best slot player in college football, and he hasn't played a game in over a year. Here's here's what I think. I this is on my maybe actually I I kind of I kind of really like this game. Yeah, it's Petras's first game uh, as a starter, but like you talked about with Goodson, Goodson and Sargent, I think that especially when lean. it's yeah, when it, on the boys. Yeah, when it's it, snowing. It's snowing too. Yeah, it's a perfect Iowa game. Run the ball up their ass, kill them. They're seven and three in their last ten matchups with Purdue, and I, yeah, I mean Rondell Moore is a great player, but I'm sick of hearing Purdue like Rondell Moore is gonna just automatically make them a good no. team. But good last year, the ball in the snow. Yeah, that's, I'm just saying, I'm they sick of hearing good. about it. I think if it gets over three, I might stay away from the spread. I like Parks' pick of the under, but. A field goal game, especially at three even, that's an easy push or win for the Hawks. I mean, if this is an Iowa team that we're capable of knowing, I think this is an easy win. Yeah, that, I mean, again, this is the Big Ten. This is week one. Teams haven't played. But this game, if there's going to be a game where you're like, holy shit, I feel like I've seen this game a billion times in less than two months, it's because it runs in everybody's head. You think the Big Ten, you think an Iowa Purdue slug them out, 11 a.m. kickoff in West Lafayette with 10,000 people there because they can't fill the seats and their rain coming down. Well, another stat I saw is that Purdue has had a career yardage uh, receiving every time they played Iowa for the last three years. Yes. So, but so to somebody's point that they made, this is the first game of the year. They don't know what Iowa's offense is going to look like this year. Mm. I mean, especially if they're are, they're running the ball. So yeah, I the Hawks easily. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but the fucking Hawks. I just like the under. I I, I hope both teams lose. I hate them both um, as a Nebraska fan. I know JP hates to hear it, but I do hate them both. I like the under. I don't think 54 points. It, I got it at 50 earlier. I didn't take it. 54 sounds even better to me. I don't know why it went up. Uh, Vegas know, always knows something, though. But let's go to the SEC, other side of things. Alabama at Tennessee. Just a quick pick here. I love the Crimson Tide, favored by 21. I think Tennessee sucks, and the Tide roll, just like they did last week against number three Georgia. Yeah, roll Tide roll here. Yep. Uh, the only thing that might concern me is just, I mean, they covered against two pretty good teams in A&M and Georgia, but against Missouri and Ole Miss, that's the only thing that's a little concerning. Another bad team in Tennessee, maybe Saban and them kind of stay, uh, put on the brakes a little bit. But, yeah, I, I like uh, Alabama covering 21 now. Okay, let's go into Nebraska-Ohio State. This game opened at 26-and-a-half in favor of the Buckeyes. It is As now, it should be. It is now 27 is what I have it on. Here. How do you lay points with Nebraska right now? No matter the this game was seven points last year in Lincoln. Vegas said <laughs> oh, seven points. Yeah. You're not gonna make that same mistake twice. No. <laughs> I love the Buckeyes here. As a Nebraska fan, I love my team. I hope they win. I hope I lose money on it. I just where we're at right now as a program is not within 27 points of Iowa. State. Well, that's what I'm saying. If if you if you're a Nebraska fan right now. If you want to be heading in the right direction of what you think Scott Frost is going to take you, this is completely just disrespect. And, I mean, it is. I mean, they are just saying that Nebraska won't even make it close by what are you half supposed to, What are you supposed to respect right now in that program? Also, I just, that's what I'm saying. If, if they're supposed to be on the right direction, as I'm not trying to get off tangent of spreads and everything, but if Nebraska is supposed to be heading in the right direction with Scott Frost, this should be at least a capable game. I'm talking 17 down 17 going into the fourth quarter. If that Nebraska, would be respectable. That's what I'm saying. If, if Nebraska wants to be respected, they got to come out and show something. And But then I see on the ESPN header today, I didn't know this, 
McCaffrey and Martinez were battling for a spot? Are oh, you yes. kidding me? <laughs> Are you McCaffrey, kidding me? Ooh, McCaffrey's good. I was just about to say, do not be surprised if Adrian Martinez throws an interception or gets banged up and you see Luke McCaffrey the rest of the game. He is good. The last, the last pass he threw in college football was like a 40-yard touchdown against Iowa last year. It, he's, an, he's a good player. I, I think they're going to split time. I think you're going to see more Luke McCaffrey than you think. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little. And I think when we get down by 31 this weekend, you're going to see him early. <laughs> So I like the Buckeyes in this game. Uh, we're just not there yet. Hopefully we'll be, we will be in the next 10 years. We keep extending Scott Frost, so let's hope we end up there. Yeah, better fucking be. Yeah, no him. kidding. Yeah, we keep extending him. So uh, let's dive into Cincy and SMU. I had the over in this game. That's all I want to take. I don't want to talk about anything else. Parks loves, <laughs> loves those it's, overs. It's the over life is yeah, what it is. He's the I, mean, I think both these teams shoot it out. I think yeah. it's, it's close for a while, and then one just shoots out, and 57 points isn't that many, and I like more than that. So Yeah, that Cincinnati team has kind of changed over the last couple of years. You have Fickle there who plays a lot of defense. Um, they do have a solid defense. SMU has looked pretty good. I mean, they've looked oh, all right. Wow. They haven't been – the team you're like, holy crap, here comes SMU kind of thing. But Cincinnati's been that steady rock that kind of – they're almost like the Big Ten of the American right now. I mean, they <laughs> ground and pound. They play defense. They score points in um, the matter they need to. But if I'm going to rock somewhere, I have to go with SMU. And I think this line is low enough to just play the money line as well. I just – I think they score enough points. I don't think they overpower Cincinnati, but I think they score enough points. I hope SMU was kind of just looking forward to this game. Uh, they were overlooking Tulane a little bit because they were very capable of blowing that game last week. So that's what it just comes down to. I just Cincinnati money. High scoring I, game, I might add. Another high scoring game. <laughs> Over 57 points, that's to play. I just think Cincinnati's a better team uh, with a money line so close. Just give me their money line. Cincinnati I, money line. They're 1 and 2 against the spread right now. On the flip side, SMU is 2 and 1. Let's not. Forget the Big 12. Uh, let's go into Iowa State, let's, Oklahoma. Let's, uh, no, let's do this game because I'm oh, excited yeah, yeah. for this game. Absolutely. This is a game we're not going to let Schaefer talk for a while because he's going to be at the game. He's going. He's I there am. to watch Iowa State win. He's not going to bet on it. I just he's just going to give you insight on some stuff you don't want to hear about about the bullshit. Name, no, so. I, I have one stat for you guys, that, but I'll let you guys talk and then I can. I like the Clones plus 140. I think Iowa State's a better team than people think they are after their week one loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma State's shake at the quarterback position. None of those guys yeah. had me convinced. Nobody has a read on that team no. either. They don't know. Like, nobody knows what that team like tries to do. They look like against Tulsa in week one. They yeah, say they Sanders did. is healthy, but they don't know if he's actually going to start or not. So, so Louisiana Lafayette plays Oklahoma State week one. Louisiana Lafayette also beats Oklahoma State. Yep. That's how bad they played. It was just two different teams, mm-hmm. and Tulsa's a lot worse than Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, I mean, you look at Oklahoma State, too. You have an all-star or a superstar in Chuba Hubbard in the backfield. You have issues at quarterback. You have an injury at quarterback again. They've played a couple games where you're like, well, they didn't look great, but they did what they do, and they win close games. But they blew out Kansas, beat West Virginia by 14, who's not a good team, and then beat Tulsa by 9. I just don't have a read on this team. I don't – I can see them winning this game by 3.5. I can see them losing it by 3.5. It's a hard game to play, but I think – Going into Stillwater on a little bit of a roll with the bye week. Um, Oklahoma State basically had a bye week, too. They got postponed against Baylor. That probably would have helped us out this week. But I think the way Iowa State's playing and gaining confidence against the teams they've played is going to help more than Oklahoma State and what they've already done. Yeah, I mean, I really wish they would have played Baylor last week. I think this would have made a bigger kind of image of what we're really seeing with Oklahoma State. But uh, Mm -hmm. just a stat I wanted to give you guys. 
when Iowa State is ranked and they're playing another ranked team on the road, they have never won in its history. Granted, this will be the worst ranked team Iowa State has probably ever. I'm not saying worst, but definitely, like you said, we do not know what we're getting out of Oklahoma State. We're talking about Iowa State here, though, Shaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, what is that, 0-4? Every time they're ranked and they play another ranked opponent on the road? Yeah, uh, it's that not 0 That's a small sample size, but, if you yeah. ask me. Hey, we got to break We got to break the streak sometime. Uh, this is, to my, in my 20 year, or 22 years of life, this is arguably Iowa State's biggest game. They win this, they beat Kansas next week, and you can pretty much lock it in for a Big 12 title game. Just So both teams have very much uh, to prove, and this is very much riding on who's going to Dallas. So yeah. Over at 51.5, why is that? At 51.5? Yes. I mean, Iowa State likes to control the ball. It, I mean, Oklahoma State, they have Hubert and Wallace, but mm-hmm. they, they put a lot on Kansas. That doesn't say much. They only put 26 on West Virginia, and they only put 16 on Tulsa. West Virginia's defense is nothing special. The thing with Iowa State, though, is they can play up and they can play down. They can slow their tempo down if they need to, but they can also try to score like they did against Oklahoma. So they can... If they can control the game and they pick how that game's played, if they want to go up tempo, if they want to slow it down, that'll completely tell you whether the over-under will hit. I think you play this live, you see what happens in the first half, you see what both teams are trying to do, and take a live bet there. But I don't think you go before the game. I just think that's one of those situations. All right. Another game I want to get into. I guess what I have. It's the over. Uh, Georgia State at Troy. After watching Georgia State's secondary last week, I will never take an under with Georgia State is attached to the game no. ever again. I love the that over. Ridiculous. That I had at 70 and a half earlier in the week. It is now 68 and a half. I love it even more. Georgia State's going to give up 50 to Troy. Troy's not a bad team. No, they they're gonna put up points. Their wideouts are good. Their quarterback little shaky here and there, um, but he hits his throws when needed. I think sixty-eight and a half points are definitely possible and definitely gonna happen. Georgia State's offense not bad if they catch the ball a little bit more. Um, so I think sixty-eight and a half points. I think the over is a great play in this game, and I'm taking that. I think I've won a couple games with Georgia State. They've been a good team for me to bet. Um, I like, but I won big with Troy earlier this year too. When I, I went up to you and I was like, "Hey, how in the world is Troy only a two and a half point favorite against Middle Tennessee? <laughs> would they win that game a ton? I, yeah, I might lay like the three 30. with Troy, Troy right now, the Troy Trojans, and just say, you know what? They're not gonna fucking get stopped. That's it. For That's all it. you fucking folks at home, the spread in that game is three in favor of the Trojans. Uh, 68 and a half, the over-under, as we talked about. And the money line is plus 125 for Georgia State and minus 145 for yeah. Troy. Don't be scared of the 68. No. Yeah. Do not be scared of the 68. If That's you bet the over State. in that game, I firmly believe you will have a chance to win the whole time. You may lose by a point or two, but you might hit by 20. I think the over hits. I, uh, what, what was it last week in that game? That was 112. 112? 104 like is what was on the board? Georgia State's defense is that bad, and Troy's offense is entirely capable of putting up exactly. 60 points themselves. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm going to play this game. Whether I take Troy on the spread or I play the over is going to be determined later, but stay tuned on the card for that one. All right, let's keep rolling. LSU, what's going on with them? I don't think they're a good football team right now, and I don't think you can fool yourself into talking them into being a good team. I don't Opened think up six-and-a-half-point favorites over South Carolina. At home, the over-under is 57, plus 195 on the money line for the Gamecocks, and minus 245 for LSU. What happened to this team? 
Is the quarterback that important? Everybody left. I mean, they had everybody left and went to the NFL. They had to replace, it feels like, (laughs) 10 starters on offense and defense because that team can't figure out anything. It's hard to replace the best rookie receiver in the league, the best rookie, uh, maybe Justin Herbert, but one of the best rookie quarterbacks, one of the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, it's just just tough to replace all that talent. We're going to look back and say that was one of the most talented teams in our lifetime. That was one of the best teams I've seen in my life. And that I can firmly remember watching, that is the best team I've seen. Yeah. Because right behind the yeah. 95 point Huskers. They're the best team in college football. We weren't fucking alive. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, oh yeah, I almost don't remember. Leave it, it to doesn't matter. matter. Leave the stats, you'll think the same thing. Leave it to a Nebraska guy to bring up the <laughs> 90s. One of our five national guys. Not a- <laughs> All right. Michigan-Minnesota. Let's touch on another Big Ten game here. This Michigan comes game. in as a favorite. Mm-hmm. As a favorite in this game against the ranked Golden Gophers, who proved a lot last year. Shut a lot of the haters up. I fucking hate P.J. Fleck. I'll yeah. never support that fucking guy. Um, but I like the Golden Gophers. Plus three, it's, I, I think mm-hmm. if, if Minnesota wins, it's either by three and I'm going to push, or it's going to obviously be by more. Um, the over-under is 55 in this game, plus 130 on the money line for the Gophers, and I think that might be the play. I think Golden Go- I think Minnesota's good, and I think Michigan's shaky. So Yeah, Michigan plays defense. That's the issue. They play defense very well. Um, do I think that Minnesota team is as good as they were last year? No. Do I think they're getting ranked because they were good last year? Yes. Um I don't like P.J. Fleck. I don't like Minnesota. Sky you, fuck you, all that shit. Um, but I just, it's hard to pick this game, especially at three. At a pick em, I can see taking the home team in Minnesota. But I just, I think that in this game, I stay away for sure. This would be a game I love to watch, not a game I want to bet on. Yeah, uh, this is under one of my four stay away games. Uh, just a side note, if we ever get big enough uh, as a podcast, PJ Fleck, this might not be the one for you because no. I fucking hate you too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're he's never coming out of podcast. He's like a little kid who <laughs> got a job that he just he's like giddy about. Like he got his first ball or something like that. On he Christmas loves season. he loves overshadowing his players. He mm-hmm. never he never pushes his players in the media. It's always all about him. The camera's always on him, running up and down the sideline like a jackass. I don't support this guy. I don't think he has anything to do with their talent. I think he's a great recruiter just because of his character, mm-hmm. and that's why they're good. I don't think he's a good head coach, and I think he's an asshole. As We're not. I don't. Th- I don't think he's a bad guy personally. No, fuck him. But I just don't <laughs> like him as a coach. I don't want him in the Big Ten. I already don't like Minnesota. You just add to that shit. Yeah, and uh, I'm a hardball guy too, so it's easy to root for Michigan. I, I I'm going to stay away from it, but I think that Minnesota is a Giant fluke. If they want to be, yeah, they want to be good again and say that last year was not a one hit wonder, they got to win this game. Yeah. All right, let's quickly touch on BYU. Opened up as 29 point favorites over Texas State this weekend. I love it. I think BYU's for real. And I think they showed that last week with a late time cover and a late time over that helped both of us, helped helped all of us here. Um, Zach Wilson, another great game. Kid drops dimes. I think 29 points is too little here. Texas State sucks. Yeah. And they're bad. BYU's very good. What you need to watch out for, though, is the BYU team that shows up after a big win last week and just kind of rolls through this. But 30 points seems uh, pretty doable. That might be a first-half doable kind of thing for BYU. First-half play might be definitely important. Exactly. You see that at 15.5 and and you don't take it, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, like look at the UTSA game. UTSA, I just found, looked it back up. They only beat Texas State by three, and UTSA kept it within eight points of BYU. Twenty nine is a lot of points, especially after a game that I don't think BYU really cares to play in. They just want to get a win. Uh, but I'm yeah, don't yeah. BYU is real. Give me Texas State. That's all I want to say is that BYU is a points. real team and they're here to stay. And let's wrap it up 
with a quick touch on what what happens to the Big Ten this year. Starting football this weekend, we got to who wins, who who comes out victorious in the Big Ten, who's close behind. Is Minnesota going to stay where they're at? Is Penn State going to run away with it? Is Michigan going to be in there? What's going on? I think the West is wide open again. I mean, it's another year, another year the West is wide open. You have Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, all kind of knocking on the door of each other. It seems like Minnesota has gone by the wayside every once in a while. I mean, last year was the first year they were big contenders. But it always feels like it comes down to that Iowa-Wisconsin game. This year it's going to be Iowa-Wisconsin, Wisconsin-Minnesota, Minnesota-Iowa, that kind of thing. Um, so one of those three teams will win it. A lot of people like Wisconsin, per usual. They like the Big Ten blue blood to just win games. Um, nobody's beating Ohio State. They're going to win the East. They'll win the Big Ten outright. They'll go to the playoff, and they'll have a chance to win a national title. And I think if they get Clemson, they beat them this year. I think that uh, I definitely got Wisconsin winning. I think that, number one, Minnesota's not going to have as good. It was a fluke last year. I'm just going to say it. Uh, prove me wrong. And then as far as Iowa is concerned, I don't think they're a bad team, but first-year quarterback in Petras, I just don't know if they're good enough to win against Wisconsin um, and kind of win that West outright. And then clearly I any, every, anybody's going to take Ohio State beating mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Uh, to that point, though, I you really think Ohio State's going to beat Clemson? Clemson looks – I think they're the best team in the country. Yeah, I they looked that good team. last year too, and they should have lost that game to Ohio State, but the refs blew that one. <laughs> I, I, I had no respect for, the Clemson, for Clemson and ACC – until they beat a team worth the flying shit. And if the, uh, even that Notre Dame win won't impress me. I'm and sure. we're also early enough in the year mm-hmm. that we could get that Clemson game-winning field goal against an average shitty team in the yep. ACC. Hasn't come yet. No, but it's, it's very possible. Um, just mark my words now, if Nebraska were to somehow, by the grace of God, get a win this weekend, <laughs> that they're in the top, like, one of the top teams in this conversation. But they also have Wisconsin next week, so they can get slaughtered. Exactly. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens. Anyway, any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Look at the Dodgers to win the series in six. <laughs> and check out for the cards. Those will be out, what, Thursday Thursday or Friday most yeah. likely? Yes. We'll probably all have a play on Thursday. We'll definitely have a play Friday. Saturday, oh, we so love we'll betting the Sunbelt. So watch out for the cards. Make sure to follow them. Share this stuff. If you want to tail us, we're going to win. If you want to fade us, last week tells you you're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, also... Fuck you, North Carolina, for losing my awesome parlay last week. Catch the fucking ball. Yeah, no catch shit. the ball three times. Uh, yeah, closing thoughts. Don't forget about S- NC State plus 17 yes. against North Carolina. Here's, here's what you need to look at. Unbelievable. 17-point dogs in NC State. Kansas State at 19.5. SMU at 1. And then you need to look at Troy. That's what we're saying. Those are the games, if you had to take away, that's what i tell you to look at. NC State's good. Sorry. <laughs> Florida State was running away with that fucking game at the start of it, and it still ended up a three-point victory. I said it last week. North Carolina is quarter-to-quarter different every single quarter. They never play the same game. They never play four quarters. They play two. They'll play three. They won't do all fucking I'm glad that was on my maybe because that would have made me five and two. Sam Howell, you can kiss my ass the way you've been playing lately. Sam Howell. (laughs) Throw it to people who catch the fucking ball. At the end of the day. It's not his fault. He's got to get guys who literally... Can catch. I mean, they get hit in the hands. And it was it's fourth like and four, broken. and it was a. There was nobody within fifteen no. fucking yards of that dude. That wasn't even the only drop on that drive. They no, there was the one right before it on yeah. third down. Yeah. Anyway, we had to go on that rant about North Carolina really quick, losing our parlay. But that wraps up episode two of It's Just Money podcast. And at the end of the day, it is just money. So let's put it on some sports and let's win it. Thanks for joining us. 
And uh, we'll see you next time. Deuces. Love you, Mom.